Welcome to the Inner Peace Podcast. Join Matthew McDaniel as he helps others face their toughest struggles head on and achieve a purpose-driven life free from limitations. A show that helps you navigate your path to inner peace. Thank you for joining. Now, let's take your questions about your life. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Inner Peace Podcast. Today, we start off with Jake. Jake asks us, what is emotional callousness? It happens when we treat our emotions like an enemy that we need to go to war against. There's often many repetitions of suppressing, ignoring and pushing away the emotions that builds up a wall between you and them, them being the emotions. This wall that you've created is designed by you to shield you against the the effects on the body, the emotions that you get from these fear-based emotions and thoughts. They don't feel good. And emotions are not an enemy. They are simply a signal. Think about the saying, don't shoot the messenger. It's a signal alerting you that you are out of alignment. It's a spiritual check engine light, letting you know routine maintenance is needed on a specific thought in your mind. So instead of block emotions, we want to be aware of emotions. I hope this helps you on your path, Jake, and thank you for sending in your question. We are going to head over now to Alyssa. Alyssa asks, I feel like something is wrong with me. I keep making mistakes that hurt people I love, and it breaks me down. How do I stop? It is good that you feel something is out of alignment, something is off, because that is exactly how emotions help us. They help tell us a story about ourselves. And it's really simple. You are either creating a thought from a place of fear, or you are creating a thought from a place of unconditional love. And when we get out of this alignment, an emotion will come up and tell us. Now, if you you continue to make the same thought, which leads to maybe a belief, an action, something you say, then the emotion will continue to bubble up to the surface and let you know. So when you keep making mistakes, I don't feel like they are mistakes. I just feel like right now, what you are creating isn't clear to you. You're not exactly understanding what it is that you're creating in this thought. Where is this thought coming from? Why does it exist? Because if you knew that, then you would be equipped to to say, I need to change this thought. Here's what I'm going to change it to. Because when you change the thought, you stop the cycle. And when you stop the cycle, the emotions no longer bubble to the surface. And when the emotions no longer bubble to the surface, you are able to experience happiness because there's no longer this fear song playing in the background. When you ask, how do I stop? You have to track down this thought. 
There is a seed planted right now in your garden that is blocking the sunlight from all of the good plants that you want to keep in your garden. Think of this as a weed. We have to uproot this weed so it stops growing and blocking the sunlight in our garden. The best way to do this is to be present in the moment when this thought comes up, it's going to create an emotion, and then you're going to sense the emotion. And once you do that, pause what you're doing, take a quick look around the situation, and then start asking yourself a bunch start asking yourself a bunch of questions that will get you to understanding the situation you're in right now. And you're going to ask, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I feel that? And journal like a, like a mad person. What I do is I pull out the phone, I turn on talk to text, and I just start talking out loud to try to get all of my thoughts, the thoughts that reside deep, 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 deep down in a dark place. And I say dark place because it's subconscious. I don't exactly know what those are yet. The more I talk, the more I write, the more I learn about myself. And so I'm uncovering the things that I didn't see and I'm bringing them into the light. And then I can start to address them one by one. Well, I hope that helps you on your path. Keep going and be excited that you are recognizing these emotions are popping up and you're taking inventory of them now. You're choosing to not continue to feel that way. And that is a wonderful place to be. Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. Now we just got to take it to the next level. Find those thoughts. Change those thoughts. Thanks, Alyssa, for sending in your question. We are going to head over to Sarah. Sarah asks, My father passed away three weeks ago, and I still suffer so much. I want to take my final exams, but the grief is overwhelming. How can I suppress these feelings? I'm very sorry for your loss, and I understand how losing a loved one is difficult. Your life gets turned upside down. You lost a best friend. You lost somebody who you call on. You lost a lot of memories being created each and every year through the things that you share, especially with family members. You'll see, you'll be, you'll see them at Thanksgiving, you know, all these different holidays. You'll see them. Birthdays, you call them up and you tell them happy birthday. Vacations. I mean, there's so much that you share together. And it is understandable why you feel overwhelmed with grief. Because there is a transition happening right now. And physically, they're no longer here with us. But my belief is that we don't die on a soul level. That is eternal. We just go back home. And so if even though the loved ones I've lost are not physically here with me, I know they're, they're with me every single day because they're in my thoughts. When I'm walking into a grocery store and I see something or I see a family and I'm reminded of, a loved one. When I'm out in a park and I see a family playing catch with a dog, I'm reminded of a loved one. 
I see my loved ones that I've lost all over the place. It's just random when I, I get this memory that comes flooding into my mind. Or I'll be sitting and working on something and I'll be in my thoughts and I'll try to be finding an answer and I'll hear a thought come in that sounds just like my loved one. So they're never gone. They're just a thought away. But that doesn't discount the amount of transition that has to happen right now in this very moment. Going from having somebody here with us to not having somebody here with us physically. That transition, that grief process, we cannot suppress that. We cannot push that away. We have to allow ourselves the time needed to work through this in our own way and our own pace. So suppressing the feelings is not something I recommend. But if you do have to take exams or you do have to go back to work, then you want to find ways to be more efficient with your time so that you can allow as much time as possible in the grieving process for yourself. In the grieving process, you are letting the emotions come up and you are looking into the thoughts that you are creating and you want to address the ones that are fear-based. You want to make sure that we are only creating unconditional love in our thoughts. So if for me, what it looked like was celebrating a lost, a loved one who I lost every day, thinking about them, all the good, looking at the family album, keeping them alive in my memory as long as possible, every single moment as I transitioned. And then slowly I start to do this less and less. And I get to a point where I am reminded every day in something I see or something I think I'm reminded of that person. And there is going to be times you could be two or three years past this loss in your life and you could still feel sad. It is absolutely acceptable to feel sad. That is not a bad emotion. That is you recognizing that that person's not physically here with you right now. Spiritually, they're with you. That's my belief. They're with us. It's just in a different capacity. And so what you want to do is just take time. Allow this process to work itself through you in your time and find ways to be more efficient with your time. So if you were taking final exams, what I might recommend is trying to get with a group of people who are study, a study group, a tutor, any anything you can do to help get this information, this content, these concepts with what you're learning locked in as quick as possible, that's what I would be doing. I would be dedicating time to that and then I would open up all that time for me to sit with my thoughts and sit with my feelings to allow this to happen. I'm very sorry for your loss, Sarah. And I hope this helps you through this process. And I hope that you get to think about all the wonderful memories you've shared covering a lifetime and they get to stay with you every day in your thoughts because that is the greatest gift in the world to have those wonderful, happy memories. Those are so 
valuable. Those are the things that I cherish are those valuable memories with all my loved ones. Okay, and that wraps it up for today. But I do want to remind you, please send me in your questions at Matthew Dwayne, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-D-Y-U-A-N-E.com and we will get you on the show. And with that, I will leave you be. Thank you. This is the Inner Peace Podcast. Hey, friends, this episode is over, but head over to the notes section for a link to submit your questions. If you need more resources, head over to the blog for more answers to your questions or check out past episodes. Thanks for listening.